0: Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today on the podcast, I'd like to welcome Jack Smith. Uh, Jack has uh, been riding around in what he calls the Rust Bus. It's a... uh, 1964 Volkswagen bus that was converted to uh, be electric, and uh, it's very interesting. You've uh, you went on a trip that recreated uh, Horatio's drive, uh, which basically, uh, in order to prepare for this a little bit, I watched the Ken Burns documentary, uh, which is called Horatio's Drive: America's First Road Trip, and uh, just like you know anything that Ken Burns does, it was amazing. It, it really it was 1903 when when that happened uh and uh it really showed a lot of the the amazing challenges uh and challenges is not even a good good word uh, almost really insurmountable challenges uh, but they kept, kept persevering so um i think it's really amazingly cool that that you um, you know did this and uh i mean can you tell me a little bit about um the seed of this idea and, and uh, how it kind of came about.
1: Sure. In fact, you you, you mentioned uh, with the Ken Burns documentary, and that was really the seed of, uh, you know, uh, where this idea came from. My wife and I just were looking at different uh, you know, documentaries that looked like a good one, so we watched it. And uh, I was fascinated by it. And then I ordered the companion book that goes with, with the documentary. And... Uh, and with the that, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I think I want to retrace this guy's route, but I don't want to do it in a regular vehicle, I mean, just a regular gas-powered car. And, and kind of where that came from is um, back in 1976, myself and two buddies were the first people to ever skateboard across America. Mm-hmm. We started skateboards as part of we a relay team. So I ended up doing that uh, three more times in 1984, and uh, 2003, 2000. 13 and those were all relay methods and then in uh 2018 i wanted to do it solo so i rode an electric skateboard from eugene oregon to um washington dc with my wife as the support vehicle driver um so i you know i i like crossing the country in different in different ways and so uh i decided i wanted to do this and luckily i have a friend um, michael bream who owns ev west and Michael and I used to race skateboards with each other back in the, the early to mid 2000s. He owned a company called Gravity Skateboards and uh, eventually sold that. And he'd always been a hot rodder kind of guy. And he started building electric vehicles. And uh, so I called him up and you know, said, Michael, I, you know, here's what I want to do. And I said, Can you introduce me to somebody at Tesla or you know any of the car companies that he works with, the electric car companies? And he said, Oh. You can borrow any of my vehicles that you want you know if you want to do it and so we kept talking and decided on the rust bus
0: yeah and i mean um volkswagens have a, a real following so uh that oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> that must have been exciting for people to see something like this rolling down the road yeah
1: it's amazing we've had i don't know how on the first you know the first uh, leg of this trip you know from san francisco to new york um uh, hundreds Peace signs thrown at thrown at us. We've had honks from people. People coming up, and first, first of all, they just see it's a, a Volkswagen bus, and it makes them smile. Right. And uh, and then when they hear it's electric, they lose their mind. Um, <laughs> and and then uh, you know it's it's just uh, and we've had in fact we've had trains going down the track, you know. Blow their horns at us because they just think it's
0: cool. And the uh, the license plate on, on the bus is <laughs> is quiet VW, right?
1: It is very quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, and going back again to the documentary, I mean, uh, it was uh, amazing to me that throughout the trip, the Horatio uh, Nelson uh, Jackson would send, um, you know, uh, I guess telegrams back to his wife and it was sort of like a really loving kind of oh, thing beautiful. and just kind of touching base because obviously leaving for a long time and going on an adventure um the whole thing came about as a 50 bet which back in yes. back in the day was a lot of money um and oh, yeah. this this man was a very wealthy man he ended up spending a lot more money than Over what $8, he $8, yeah than what he expected to spend, and I understand he never collected the the fifty dollars, uh, and Tom Hanks was the narrator, and he really he really brought it to life. I mean, yes, Ken Burns things are kind of in a class of themselves anyway. Oh, yeah. um, but it's amazing to me that nineteen oh three. So we're talking about really early and like Mission Impossible, going where there are no roads. You know, yes. and able to bring this to life with photographs, with early footage, with newspaper articles, and kind of putting together this puzzle. So it really makes this this compelling story about the great American journey, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it's really cool that I'm talking to you now, because we're going to be entering into a holiday weekend, and people kind of take that for granted, I think, now, you know? Sure. Can you... Um, Tell me a little bit about the vehicle and how it was modified. Uh, Maybe a a little. I I know that our listeners are going to be very interested in the specs. I mean, does it just have level two charging? Does it have fast charging? The the range, this kind of those kinds of things.
1: Well, it's uh, like you said. It's you know, it's a sixty three, sixty four. No one's really sure. uh, VW bus, and it was actually their. The model was used as a work truck um and there was a actually a divider right behind the front seats that we took out because we felt a little claustrophobic and It just kind of opened everything up um it was found in fresno buried up to its you know chassis in in dirt and they you know got it out of the dirt and then forgot to set the emergency brake or it didn't work or something it rolled down a hill and smacked the nose into a tree and then they pushed it back out you know but they, they didn't do any real professional body work on it. And they, they just left it as it was, pretty much. I mean, co- color-wise. Um, as far as modifications, uh, they added a, a new subframe to it to, to support the uh, weight of the batteries, which we've been told weigh about 800 pounds. Um, and the motor is a net gain um, motor. Uh, we're actually lucky enough to, to visit uh, their offices on, along this trip. Um, they rebuilt the front end and added disc brakes to the to the front. Range wise, 160 to 220. I mean, I know that's a big gap there, but uh, it just depends on you know hills, right. headwind, tailwind. And we had one headwind day that uh, really killed us, and we actually had to uh, divert to a closer charging station because we weren't going to make the other one out. So, you know, it's, uh, it has a two speed transmission that you use a clutch to shift between gears. You, you don't have to use a clutch when you come to a stop or you take off. You can take off in first or second gear. And like I said, it's two speed, uh, first gear, uh, take up to about 45. And if you're very brave, second year we'll take it to 95. But
0: Ooh. we're not that brave. And you say we. So can you tell me about? Uh, sure. Again, going back to the documentary, um, he had a, um, a a person with him that you know uh, shared in in you know the responsibilities and and uh, you know if the vehicle broke down, it was a team. Uh, can right. you tell me a little bit about that with you all? And actually, sure. at one point uh, during their travels, they picked up a dog, and and, uh, I think they they paid, I don't remember what they paid for him, but uh, 15 bucks, bucks and 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 the name was Bud, I believe, right? Bud, yes, (laughs) and we have, uh, real quick, we have, it's kind
1: of funny, one of my old high school teachers uh, who was helpful in the planning of this, a lady named Julie Larson, uh, she gave us a, a, a stuffed dog, which she nicknamed Buddy. And he's he's along with us on this. Um, so um, as far as uh, who we is or are um, on the first part of the journey, uh, my friend Mike Adamski, who lives in San Luis Obispo, California, uh, joined me. He was uh, a great navigator, which you really need on you know, especially on the on that first the first leg of the trip to Horatio trip because you know we were trying to basically connect the dots. In the book, uh, there's an itinerary of all his stops. And then as you read the book, you pick up the names of a lot of other small towns that he passed through. So that's what we were doing on on that leg of the trip. A couple places we think we came very close to taking the same photograph from the same or taking a photograph from the same angle that he did, especially in Elk Mountain, Wyoming. I think that was the the closest we, we came to doing that. And then on the return so mike went san francisco to new york with me and uh, he flew home this morning yesterday my uh, my old high school friend larry newland who was supposed to go with me on the 1976 trip but uh, decided to play in a rock and roll band instead uh is joining me for this lake he met us at the uh, in new york city yesterday and uh so here we are, almost fifty years later, finally finally getting to do that cross country trip together.
0: Oh, that's very cool. And and so the the bus only has level two charging. Is that correct?
1: Level two, yeah, level two charging. Uh, and we do have. Uh, we met this nice fellow, uh, Rich Young, who contacted us before the trip, and then he met us at NetGain Motors because he had taken a Chevy S10 and built. Uh, converted to electric using NetGain motor, so we all met there at NetGain, and when we got ready to leave. He gave us what he refers to as his Tesla tap, um, so we can now make use of Tesla destination oh, right. chargers as well.
0: Right, very um, cool. Yeah, I mean, how do you prepare for something like this, or or do you?
1: Well, you know, we we <laughs> uh, we created a spreadsheet of you know uh, all the routes, or not the route, of all the cities and places that. We could find that Horatio went through, uh, and then we started looking at you know estimated ranges, and then we started booking campgrounds because you know, campgrounds is where the the big charging takes place, and it's it's a great deal because you you pay for your you know your camping your lodging, uh, and then we plug into their fifty amp RV plug, and by the morning we've got a full charge.
0: How long how long did it take you to get to New York?
1: Twenty one days.
0: Twenty one days, great. Yep. And through the trip, I mean, uh, what surprises did you have? Were there, I assume there were challenges?
1: Out west, there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of the distance between charges. And the first one that happened was in, uh, we left uh, uh, between Altouris and, and Burn, Altouris, California, and Burns, Oregon. There are no charging stations, and it's a little bit over 200 miles. Luckily, we were able to find a campground about 50 or 60 miles into our day and uh, actually, we we become friends with the, with the people there, uh, see, Oregon Outback Campground. And they, uh, you know, let us pull in, charge up, do our laundry, and then went on our way. So we've been making use of, you know, campgrounds not only for overnight charging, but if we can't find, especially out west, if we can't find a charger, you know, a, a dedicated uh, charging station.
0: Did you have, like, any... Uh tires blown i i know in the in, oh, the, in yeah. the film it was almost comical uh yes. it seemed like a, every five minutes they had problems it, with their their yeah. inner tubes and um yeah. and then they were had to you know send away for for parts which which took often days, days? um yeah so right
1: by stagecoach sometimes right right and we haven't had any blown tires but we did uh kind of a funny story we were in uh Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we pull into a Nissan dealership uh, to to charge up. They have a they had a public charger. Right. So no sooner have we got the you know got it plugged in than the general manager comes running out and he's all excited about what we're doing. And he's like guys, you got to run to the place, go in, hang out in our lobby, drink all the coffee, wine. He brings us T-shirts from his you know, and he's the general manager of a number of, of a number of different uh, auto dealerships in, in Cheyenne. And so we get ready to go, and uh, we notice that we've got wear on uh, the passenger side tire outside. and So we, we want to get the tire replaced. We, they, we didn't have time, and they didn't have time to do an alignment. So we take it over, and they put on the tire. Turns out the spare is the wrong size. So I tell them, you know, we, I'll just put the old one on. And what happened was uh, the, the fellow, when he put it back on, accidentally uh, over-torqued the lug nuts. Hmm. And it uh, caused the studs, two of the studs, to, to push backwards in the wheel. And, and so we got ready to leave. And you know, I'm hearing this every, every time the front wheel rotated. It thunk, thunk. And I was like, what is that? And so I went and told him, my God, you know, the, the one fellow working there, don't, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. So I walked outside and, you know, the, the general manager had given me his card and said, anything you need, call me. So I called him, I said, "Yeah, can you come over here? We're having some trouble and we're not getting, you know, a straight answer. And he said, I'll be right there. And he was, he drove up in about five minutes and he went inside and had a talk with these guys. And uh, within about 30 minutes, everything was fixed and we were back on the road.
0: Oh, that's great. And yeah. I mean, in general, you know, uh, what was the reception like in the different communities?
1: You know, it's every, you know, campground we go to, uh, if we're parked in town, you know, having breakfast. People love VW buses. You know, they all seem to have good memories about them or wish they would have had one. Right. And, you know, they come up and they, they see the bus and they, you know, just, uh, they're smiling and uh, they want to talk about it. Um, we've actually given some people rides. You know, I mean, Horatio gave people rides all the time as he was going across the country in exchange for things, you know, for them helping him. Um, the other day I was at a where the place where we were getting uh, some transmission work done. Um, you know, the Snap-on Tool Guys ha- 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 uh, fellow happened to be visiting that mechanic that day, and he showed a real interest in it. And so when I took it out for a test ride, I said, jump in. And so, you know, he got to go for a ride, and he loved it. How people just, uh, you know, gravitate toward these things. We were in New York City yesterday, and, you know, people were, as we were stopped at stoplight, people had walked up and started talking to us through the window, and,
0: hey, can I take a video? And It's just been remarkable reception. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, especially in New York City where people don't yeah. don't typically uh, yeah. Yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: you know, a couple of the other things that have happened that were just you know, stuff we we, we we didn't plan at all. We were charging in Jefferson, Iowa, and we got done with breakfast. Ah, let's walk back over and make sure it's still charging. We get there and these three guys pull up in a pickup truck and they jump out and one guy's a VW guy, the other two guys are just you know, um, antique kind of guys. and So we're having this good conversation with him. And, and one fellow is, you know, taking pictures and we keep talking and, and somehow um, the TV show American Pickers comes up. And I said, you know, we've, we've been trying to get in touch with, you know, those guys since we left because we know they're Volkswagen guys and they like stuff like this. And and the one guy says, well, here, let me call him. So he, he's friends with both Mike and Robbie. So he calls up Robbie and, uh, The next thing I know, I'm on the phone talking to Robbie from American Pickers. And he says, you guys got to come to my shop. So we rerouted a little bit and went to Davenport, Iowa and went to his shop. And he just kept saying how radical the bus was. And um, the actual term he used was "badass." uh, (laughs) So he, uh, you know, I showed him a few things and I said, you want to drive it? And he said, of course. And so we all piled in and drove around Davenport for a while, came back to his shop. Everybody else left except for Mike and I and, and Robbie. And uh, he has an 8,000, at least eight to 10,000
0: square foot warehouse with the, all the coolest toys you could ever imagine. Oh, wow.
1: Cars, yeah. motorcycles, scooters. And he has stories for all of them. And so he was like a big kid with the best toys telling us and sharing them with us. And then we just sat on, you know, sat around his, his uh, lounge area and uh, drank some beer and. Uh, you know swap stories and then it was time for us to get going he started giving us things (laughs) uh, presents and uh, you know it's very strange to because i watch that show all the time and here hanging out with the guy and then the other kind of unexpected thing that happened was we were in we were on our way to cleveland because in cleveland is where the winton automobile factory was and we had found the address and we were on our way there and we went and we did go there and found the building and took photos of it. But on our way to Cleveland, we get a message from a a fellow who is involved in the restoration of what's called the Woodstock bus. Uh, Then it was, he calls, he messaged us and said, hey guys, we're in Chicago, in Chicago at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The bus is getting inducted tomorrow. And he says, the guy who painted it and the people who restored it have heard about your trip and they want to meet you. Can you come to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? like. yeah we're only five miles away so we ended up going to the rock and roll hall of fame getting in for free checking out the uh the woodstock bus and uh having lunch with this group
0: of people and off we went down the road just totally unplanned oh that's so cool yeah i mean and aside from like a couple things here and there you really stayed true to the
1: the route we yeah i mean we you know what's interesting with the the especially out west we were Really able to stay uh, true to the route, as and as you know, if you watch you know, watching the documentary, read the book. Once Horatio and and Seawall uh, Proctor got, you know, past Nebraska, they just wanted to get done. Right. They were like, "We got to get this thing done," and they also found out, you know, the team from Packard was trying to chase them down, right, and beat them. Um, so if if you happen to watch it again or read the book, you'll notice that uh, Horatio's uh, journal entries became fewer and fewer. Interesting. And when they and when he did make an entry, it wasn't very detailed. It was like, we went through these cities, you know, or we, you know, all of a sudden they're in one state and then, yeah, we drove along the lake, lake shore and we were in the city. So, you know, we ended up kind of following that same, you know, that same plan because we didn't, there were big gaps for where we didn't, there were no cities listed there'd be cities you know 100 miles apart
0: or more and it it was so early if if my memory is correct from watching the documentary i don't think there were license plates on the vehicles
1: no license plates you know and and what makes it similar to you know doing it in this electric vehicle is their range was about 175 to 180 miles right there were no gas stations no they bought gas from hardware stores kerosene
0: well, They're and farmers. and people, it seemed like a lot of people cheered them on. A lot of people were, uh, you know, it, w- it was a time when there was that transition between yeah. the horse and the automobile, and there were yeah. definitely people that were for it, but there were also people that were going to sell them gas, but they were going to overcharge oh. them. <laughs> oh, they,
1: yeah, they got, they got reamed a few times, $3 a gallon and more. Yeah. You know, the funny, one of the funny stories, I think, was when they were in Northern California and they they see this young woman riding down the you know, the road on a horse, so they asked her for directions, and so she gave them directions, and they went down that road, and When it, it came to a dead end, and there was a farm there, and so they turned around and came back, and they see the young girl on the horse again as they come back, and why'd you give us those directions? And, and she said, well, my mom and dad had never seen a car before.
0: Yeah.
1: But we haven't had that happen yet, but, right. you know, um, and, you know, we get... You know, people we've, sta- we've stayed with a few people that I know on the way, and you know, people are you know willing to help. Like for example, the, um, the other day when we had the uh, the, the um, we had the car aligned. Finally, we we're, were able to find a place to actually have it aligned. You know, they, they did it with you know the, the latest high tech computer equipment and went in to pay the bill. And I said, "How much do I owe you?" And the guy says, "Nothing." Wow. He said, "I like what you guys are doing." Um, before that, when we were in Davenport, we met another young fellow VW enthusiast named Adam Wisconsin, and um, he went online and researched because we didn't have time to stop at a. By the time we got there, the, the alignment shops were closed. He went online and discovered a, a technique you can use, where you put a piece of newspaper in front of each front tire, and and then you slowly roll onto the newspaper by by observing which way the newspaper twists. You can tell if you're toe-in or toe-out. And then he climbed underneath and, you know, he made some adjustments and it helped a bit till we could get, you know, to regular alignment. You know, this guy did it all
0: you know, without asking. You know, he just wanted, just wanted to help out. Oh, that's really interesting. I mean, you're spending all this time on the road and, and doing something different. Are there any takeaways or lessons learned from this uh, in your time doing this?
1: Patience. Hmm. Because, you you know, you're, you're moving you're moving very slowly um and and there's a great quote from uh the fellow uh, famous uh rock climber mountaineer and owner of patagonia sportswear or uh, company and he's done all types of amazing adventures and he has said it's not an adventure until something goes wrong (laughs) and that's that's kind of true you know we we had the tire tire issue and transmission issue and you know uh getting lost issues and you know you just and just by going slow uh you just have this patience but it it's it allows you to see the the country in in a much different way and i experienced this first on my on my skateboard journeys where if you're driving you know a regular car across america uh on a you know interstate you're you're going through, you know, three to five, you can pass through three to five different environments in a day. Whereas if you're doing it on a skateboard or, or a modified Volkswagen 63 bus, you're sometimes in that same environment for two to three days. Right. So you, you really get to uh, you know, see things. And today we were driving through Amish country. Absolutely amazing. We even got a peace sign from an Amish kid, you know. So, yeah, it's, you, you see... The country much different. In fact, my wife, when we were returning from the 2018 uh, ride across America, we were driving on Interstate 80 on the way home, trying to get home fast. And she kind of just looked out, you know, in the distance from Interstate 80, and she said something like, "You know, the real America is out there, it's hmm. not next to the, you know, it's not next to the highway." Because you, you see, same service station same fast foods that you see at your house or your hometown, and when you get off that freeway and you slow down you really see America.
0: Yeah, that's really neat. Is there anything else uh, before we kind of wrap up that uh that you wanted to talk about or anything I didn't touch on?
1: No, you no, you you've asked great questions. Um, you know, I just really uh, you know, encourage people to you know, travel around America and try to do it at a little slower pace. Don't be in a hurry.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's needed, I think, now more than ever. That's great. Exactly. And, um, how can folks experience this with you? I know I've followed you on you know different social media. Um, yep. that's one great thing about today's society is that you can get the word out about something like this easier. Right. Um, and you've had actually some really brilliant photos. Uh, there was a, it must have been an Amish country, uh, a photo of uh, the the bus with with a you know horse and buggy uh, yes. kind of yeah. juxtaposition, which was really yep. cool. Um, so how can people kind of uh, experience this with you? If they if they go on Facebook, they can uh,
1: you know just start typing in uh, the link uh, the Lincoln Highway electrified or uh, America's first uh, Horatio's drive uh, America's first road trip uh, electrified Horatio's drive electrified, Right. and then I'll get the uh, I'm gonna get the other uh, yes yeah, so the other. Um, you can follow, people can follow Larry's Instagram at 1919lincoln, okay. and um, encourage the people to, you know, watch the, the Ken Burns documentary, read the book, and then there's also, I'm not quite sure, but I can't remember the name of the, the, there's a book about the 1919 convoy, and then just to visit the Lincoln Highway Association page on Facebook, um, they've got an incredible amount of information about the Lincoln Highway.
0: Oh, that's great, yeah, and, uh, Jack, I really appreciate your time today. This has really been wonderful. I, I've been looking forward to talking with you about this. I think it's a cool, cool thing that you're doing. Well, so thank you. Uh, Yeah, I can't thank you enough. And uh, I want to wish you safe travels. And, uh, yeah, excellent. Well, yep. I, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you're very, it. You're very welcome. Thanks thank a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.